It's been nearly two years since NIL has been introduced, and one thing has become more apparent since then. Athletes need a personal brand that goes beyond just their sports highlights. This is episode 212 with Shay Gordon on building a PR-worthy personal brand. You're tuned into Forever Athlete Radio, where together we go far. I'm your host, Corey Camp, and if you're new here, welcome. If you've been here for a while, welcome back. Appreciate you being here. We got a good one today as Shay joins us and we talk all things branding, specifically how we can set ourselves up for brand deals that actually align with our personal values, what it is to uncover your personal values, to build your own personal brand. We also cover where to start with building brands, the importance of diversifying the content that you put out there, and much more. Shay's been in the PR field, more on the agency side of things here for the past couple of years and Her experience mostly covers the health and wellness space, which is a space that most athletes fall under as well. So that's why I wanted to bring her on. She shares a wealth of knowledge and what you'll see here with her experience, it will be truly helpful if you find yourself trying to diversify and build a brand in 2023. So without further ado, let's dive into it. Shay, welcome to Forever Athlete Radio. I am pumped to have this conversation you and I, for context, those listening in, connected, gosh, what has it been, like two years, almost? Something like that, yeah. She was in the OG workout crew back in <laughs> LA, coming to the, the Wednesday morning workouts out on the beach, and it's been a long time coming from meeting there to now sitting down and having this conversation. I'm excited to talk all things brand building, public relations, PR, um, and really when athletes, when personal brands and just brands in general can start to leverage the knowledge that you know. So first and foremost, though, welcome. How the heck are you? Thank you. I'm great. Thanks for having me. I'm very excited to share and to reconnect and, um, yeah, just chat all things PR. Heck yeah. The first question or first like topic that I want to kind of talk on with you is obviously personal branding is a buzzword. We were talking off camera about this NIL, name, image, and likeness, for those not familiar with the term, and how that has kind of taken college athletics as a whole by storm in these past few years. But no one has really given a clear roadmap as to, well, how do you build a personal brand? What does that look like? I'd be curious from you and what you've seen and the brands you've worked with and your experience, where, where do people start in terms of brand building? Yeah, 100%. I think um, what it all starts with is, you know, you have to decide who you are and what you are. Um, You know, what is the brand that you are going to be representing? Um, If it's self, then, you know, what are you bringing to the people, um, to your community, to anyone that's going to learn from you? And then, um, you know, what do you value? Like, if you're going to be working with brands, you need to make sure that they are aligning with your values and that you're sticking to that, um, that you're not leaving your comfort zone because, um, you know, so to speak, uh, because, you know, you, you want to be involved with brands or with um, a community that aligns with, you know, your messaging and, and your values. How do you determine what brands align with your messaging? Like, how does that, how does that process go? Cause I, what I've seen, one of my favorite stories actually around NIL in particular was there's a player that I won't name the school or, or team, 
but he reached out to me the moment that was passed and message basically was like, so what can forever athlete do for me as an athlete mm. now that I can ca- capitalize on this thing? I was mm. like, what? one, I don't even know what you can do for me. Like, I don't know what your pitch is here. I don't know what you're asking for. I don't see the value add. And I politely just told him like, thanks, but no thanks, man. I don't, I don't know. Um, so at, on in his shoes, how can someone start to better identify brands that actually make sense, that actually align? Because on paper, I feel like it, it does make sense. He's an athlete. Forever Athlete is a brand that helps athletes. So therefore in his brain, he's probably no brainer. What other due diligence or whatever other processes need to happen before like a deal is made, so to speak? Yeah. I mean, you know, a lot of my uh, expertise lies in like the product space. So for example, like, like health and wellness supplements. And in my personal opinion, I think that people need to test the product and, or, speak with the brand um, to ensure that, you know, whatever deal they strike up is going to be comforting to both. So not only is the athlete in the sense delivering for forever athlete, but also, you know, forever athlete is supporting the athlete and like the message that they want to share or the people they want to connect with. Um, <clears throat> yeah. I think it's about having those initial conversations Um and, you know, testing the product if, if that's something they want to do or, you know, checking it out and like wearing the clothes if it's clothes or, you know, however it may unfold. But like really getting yourself involved first with the people that are behind the brand and and the brand and the product itself. Where do you start with that? Like if I'm completely brand new, I just started my Instagram page or whatever and I got a few hundred followers and I want to get into this. I, I see there's a space for it. How do I go about starting that process? It, it, I think it can be tough because you can't just find anybody's email anywhere, <laughs> um, <laughs> which is can be a challenge. But um, it's about like you have Instagram, for example, as a, a huge way to connect with people and with brands. So there's one way to, to reach out and connect and introduce yourself and say, hey, you know, I am... X, Y, and Z. I play this sport at this school and your brand seems interesting to me. Do you have time to chat or, you know, set up a phone call, try and get an email from them. Just find a way to make that human connection Mm because that's often um, something that just goes missing. And we're just like, you know, you can get caught up in the emails of like, hey, yeah, thanks so much. Excellent. Like, blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, day-to-day communications, you kind of lose that human touch. And so I think having an element of the human touch when you do reach out or, um, you know, however that is, uh, I think that can be something that stands out to the brand and would make them want to work with you. Yeah. I was about to say, that's such a good point there. Personally, I I like doing voice notes on Instagram. I think that's a fantastic way to reach out to brands. What how do you get over that hurdle of, um, um, this is a very curious question for me too. <laughs> like how have you seen people get over that hurdle of like that brand maybe has a half a million followers. They don't follow me. So therefore how, how are they ever going to see my message? Mm-hmm. Um, have you seen ways or, or specific tactics that have worked to help overcome that? Are you allowed to share those? Like, I'm curious. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, um, definitely tools that I use when I feel like it's someone that I don't have this, you know, there are there are platforms in my line of work that allow access to contacts. Um, but that's not something every every like an everyday person would have. So my suggestions would be look on LinkedIn, look on Twitter. Um, you know, if you feel like they're not seeing your Instagram message, try to connect with them on those other platforms and interact with them, like comment on their posts, like their tweets, um, uh, you know, try and find maybe even like sometimes some businesses have um, like info emails or like press emails, try connecting that way and like, you know, get really to the point when you're when you're reaching out. Um, oh, sorry, we've got a dog barking. Hold on. Sorry. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so, um, you know, it, there are other ways to try and connect. And I would say try every single one if you're not hearing back for one. Don't gotcha. let that be a deterrent. Uh, so diversifying that outreach. Don't let it just be one one media, whether it be email, phone, Instagram, all of that. I like the the element, too, that you made or the point you made about really the human connection, making mm -hmm. that it's not a transactional thing, which is tough because at the end of the day, what you are asking for ultimately is a transaction. Have you seen more success with building human relationship first and then kind of putting in the ask when it does make sense? Yeah. And I, and I don't think that you always have to build that deep connection first. I do mm. think that sometimes it, it can just start a little more transactional, but, you know, it, it can build into the connection after that. Um, however, just how I live my life, I think that building that connection, you know, whenever it happens, but like trying to make that connection with the person, the brand is very important. Um, you know, for the long run, if you want to continue working with these people, if you want to um, just make a good impression so that the next time you work with another brand, like you have this brand behind you that's going, yeah, that was a really wonderful time working with this person. Gotcha. Yeah. Smart move. I mean, it's it's tough enough to get one brand deal. It's even harder to get multiple brand deals <laughs> as things continue to grow. How would you recommend, and one of the things that I see often in terms of just social media and personal brand, uh, I, I don't know if it's a mistake, but just a common flaw that I would see from a lot of athletes, especially current ones, is they basically only post highlights. Like they only post their highlight of them in their sport. If you were to work with people more in that space, how are you helping them like diversify and, and find what they stand for or find that voice beyond just, I'm a really good football player. I'm a really good swimmer whatever it may be. Yeah. I think we have to give it to people that whether they're an expert in, in whatever sport that there, there are hobbies and passions that lie elsewhere. And I think it's about sharing those. Um, so I guess that would be my tip is to, let people in on that side of you. So whether it's, uh, hey, I also really like to read books, or I also really like to, um, you know, I have a green thumb, I love to take care of plants, like whatever it may be. I mean, it may open the door to brands and brand deals that you didn't even know were possible. Yeah. 
one of my favorite ones in recent memory is Von Miller, who plays on the uh, Bills now. Um, he, I think back when he was in Denver, opened, he like shared that he is into being a rancher and like having a ranch and <laughs> having all these animals. And next thing you know, he was having a completely viable, like quote unquote side hustle business through this. And I see that from an identity standpoint, super healthy. So that like when he gets injured, like he did this year, he still has something that he can go and do and, and feel a sense of pride in. So it's, it's twofold. Yeah. It doesn't just help your brand, I would say. Yeah. It's also got that, the, the mental um, benefits of that as well. Yeah. A hundred percent. I would kind of keeping in line here with, ironically, we, we've kind of talked about pitching in a lot, in a lot of ways, as you and I are familiar with uh, that term, how can, how can people better craft their pitch? You said something earlier that stuck out to me of how do you keep it to the point, Mm. but not make it like super transactional being like, I have a hundred K followers. I want 10 K for this post. Thanks. (laughs) Here's my address. Yeah. So the way around that or the way through that is personalization, Uh, Mm. right? So this goes back to what we were saying about like, one, working with brands that may fit with your values or that you're passionate about, or there's some kind of connection beyond just, hey, you look like you have money. Why don't you pay me for it? Right. So finding that personalization, include that as like the first line of your outreach. Hey, you know, I saw your brand at the store the other day and I tested it and I loved it and I felt so you know, myself in it or whatever it may be, you know, let them into that personalized side of why, why you're reaching out. And then you can follow up with the, oh, and by the way, you know, like, you know, here's my social following, here's my engagement, here is, um, you know, who I am. Um, Mm. I, I will always say, uh, you know, shorter is better. Um, don't make it super long and get to the point of what you are, you know, asking for ultimately your call to action, as we would call it in our world, in my world. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's very important to have at least one opening line or somewhere within your outreach that is, um, again, bringing it to that human level. Hmm. Good point. Yeah. i I feel like it's such a sweet spot trying to find how long is too long of an email. Yeah. <laughs> right? So yeah, I would say like, it's, it really, it varies. Um, and I think that you have to consider, you know, who are you reaching out to? And you have to understand like all of our time is very important, right? Mm-hmm. Like we are all like our time is taken up by a lot by family, friends, work, um, extracurriculars. So you know, but with that in mind, I would keep it to like a paragraph to two at most. Um, and obviously, if you're reaching out on like Instagram or any other other like social media, you're kind of limited sometimes to like space. Uh, but yeah, I think, again, being concise and personal to a, a certain level, um, but also, you know, having the use bullets, like I always use bullets for mm. things like first bullet is a link. Second bullet is, you know, you're following your engagement. Um, third bullet is maybe other brands you've worked with in the past or 
you know, um, other extracurriculars you do, you can really include anything. Um, but yeah, I think that's one of my like little hacks to shortening a pitch is to use bullet points. I like that. And <laughs> as someone who receives a lot of pitches, whether it be for like guests on their show or other things, um, I know I appreciate that when the mm-hmm. email comes off and it's not like, oh my God, they sent me an essay. I'm not reading right. this. Um, it's easier to read that way. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I want to switch gears a little bit and just talk about PR. First off, like how do you define PR and, and what is it? Because I think that's another one. <laughs> is that too so big hard. a term? Um, I feel like that's another one that's like, it's tough. It's not super measurable, right? Rather than just like, if you, unless you define it as just you got X amount of placements, whatever it is. Right. So I'm going to leave it to you, the expert. How do you define PR in your field? It's it's such a funny question. And I react so strongly because uh, when I tell people what I do, you can see <clears throat> just the blank like stare on their face. And you're just like, okay, I'm going to have to explain this a little bit further. Um, yeah, basically, you know, PR is a really wonderful tool for Um, amplifying your message. It's a wonderful tool for connecting with like-minded people with your community. Um, And the way that I specifically do that is through earned media. So a lot of it is storytelling. Mm. So we are finding whether that be a timely trend, um, a holiday, an evergreen story, which is, you know, something that's always going to be there. So um, top five ways to lose weight, something like that. Like people are always going to be interested in that kind of story. Um, lost my train of thought there. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's about crossing, um, the story with, you know, whatever that may be, the trend, the, the, um, the holiday. Yeah. Sorry. I totally lost my train of thought. You were all good. You were all good. (laughs) I like the way that you define it. And there's this, the storytelling element to it that I think that really sticks out um, as you're talking about it. And one of the things I'm I'm curious of is like, at what point should either personal brands, creators, people who have a platform, athletes, like when should they start to actively seek out PR opportunities? When does that make sense? When does it make sense to, hire an agency to, to handle that sort of thing. Um, Cause again, I don't think there's a ton of direction in this. No, there certainly is not. I think that it, it's definitely, it's tough because you want, it, it can be costly one to hire an agency. Um, and obviously if you're a brand starting out um, or even a, like it's just your personal brand, um, you don't always have the um, the money set aside for something like that. Mm-hmm. So I would say, you know, use the tips that we've talked about here to start just, you know, doing PR for yourself. So maybe start by listing out, um, you know, a few bullet points of the story you want to tell or the brands you want to work with or whatever it may be. Just get that like in front of you so you can go, okay, how am I going to approach this? Um, and yeah, and then from there, it's about like, it, I think that anyone is, is capable of doing it for themselves to a certain point. Um, and 
you know, if you put in that groundwork for yourself, you'll finally get to the point where you're like, oh, okay, I want to have an agency do this for me and I can focus on other things. Um, I also think that once you have those bullet points listed out of like, okay, what is it that, what's the story I'm telling or what is it that I want to talk about? Or um, yeah, once you have that defined, it's much easier to then go and speak with the brand, speak with the media. And, you know, these are the the X, Y, and Z is what I am happy to speak on or, um, you know, yeah, I, I think it's, it can start as something that you do for yourself. I think everyone is very capable of it. Um, and then maybe if you're like, hey, I'm, I just wrote a book and I want to be on more podcasts. I want to um, get some more coverage around this book. Once you've built up that credibility yourself, you, you're connecting with this community, you've um, built up your network, then you can use the PR as that extra push to get mm-hmm. you across that line. Yeah, I was about to say, it's, it's the why behind we see when mm-hmm. like the Ryan Holidays or the Tim Ferriss or what insert whatever big name writes a new book. Is that the why we see them on every single podcast, it seems, <laughs> afterwards? Yeah, I mean, you're you're in the podcasting world, right? So you see it's a lot about networking, right? It's yeah. like, um, it's a it's a giant network of people that you know, are, are like-minded and they know, like, they, they want to be able to do it for their friends and they want their friends to do it for them. Um, but yeah, I think if we look at all those people like Tim Ferriss, like did it, he didn't just skyrocket to that, right. He put in a lot of work. Yeah. And I think that's what a lot of us, you know, we forget when we see someone at the top that's getting all this notoriety. It's just like, we totally forget that, you know, all the years of work that they put in to get to that point. Um, you know, we can't all just be success stories overnight. A hundred percent. But I think with social media, it's, it's easy to do. I think what I like to do when something new comes up for me on social, whether it be a new page or new platform and initial gut instinct is where did this person come from? Like, well, Mm -hmm. Alex Hermosi is someone that, you know, I think has taken, a skyrocketing um, level of growth these past year or so in the sales and business world. What I love to do is go to his page and just scroll all the way back and like, see where did this dude start? And then Mm -hmm. can I start to look at, oh, about three months in, like he's getting the same level of engagement stuff that I'm getting right now. Cool. That's, that makes me feel a little bit better about myself as I'm going, I don't need to produce at the same level that Alex is doing. I'm at a different point in my career and my trajectory. You know, something that struck me the other day, I was thinking, I was like, um, I actually was near my my college and I was like, huh, this is such an interesting feeling because when I think back to that Shay, like if she were to see this this Shay today, she would be amazed. She'd be like, wow, she got she's at that point in her career, like she did, she made this pivot, she did that. Like, I think we, um, we get so caught up in thinking like what's next in the future and, and comparison, right? Comparison is a thief of joy. It's one of my favorite things to say is, and, and remind myself is like, we're not sitting there. One, we're not being present when we're thinking like that. And two, like, we're not giving credit to ourselves and to others of like, the hard work 
and time and effort that was put in to get us to the point that we're at in this moment right here. Mm. Yeah, I think one of the the fascinating concepts to always explore is you can be grateful for right now and not content with right now. Like there's mm-hmm. those two can exist in the same space. Uh, like you can still have dreams and aspirations to take wherever yeah. you're at to the moon, but you can still be grateful with where your feet are at. And it's the duality, the balance of those two emotions that allows you to truly appreciate this current present moment, as well as get up every day and like put the work in, get the reps and stay hungry towards whatever it is that you're going after. hundred percent. I, I really couldn't agree more. It's, yeah. It's not about, um, I, I don't, I don't think I would want to feel content in this moment. I want to, as a human, just continue to grow. Like yeah. I've seen what I've, what I've been capable of and I want to continue on. So yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. It's, it's, I think that's one of the biggest hurdles that all of us face because we, we place so much expectation on that result or that position or the paycheck or, or whatever it may be. Right. And so we say, okay, well, once I get to that point, I will be happy. I can be content. And you realize like, that's a a treadmill of, (laughs) we call it the hedonic treadmill in in psychology where it's just, it's Mm -hmm. never ending. Um, It just keeps going and going. And by doing that, you're just setting yourself up for more and more dissatisfaction because you'll achieve the goal. You'll realize you're feeling empty inside. So what do you do? You set a higher goal, then you do everything you can to achieve that and rinse and repeat. And that's Mm. not a great way to live life. (laughs) <laughs> yes, I agree. That's interesting. I'll definitely, I'll have to look into that because what I was trying to say, yes, 100% that you put it into into words I couldn't. All good. All good. I, t- I tend to do that on this. Yeah. <laughs> um, man, this, this has been great. Chad. I'd be curious. Uh, one last kind of just question on the PR front. Um, again, it's a, it's a broad there's so many forms of media out there. Um, for someone who's just starting out, where would they benefit most? Is it focusing on getting in articles, in blogs, in, on podcasts, collaborative stuff on on Instagram, on social platforms? Like, where would you recommend someone start? Yeah, I, as much as I hate that it is this way, I would say social media Mm. is a good place to start because I think when you build up your community and your network there, um, and then you go to, you know, being an expert quoted in, um, in, you know, any kind of outlet, they're going to look to see what does your socials look like? Like, do you have a following? Cause, cause that Mm. matters to them as well. Right. Like, that that and also your credibility like um are you who you say you are do are you are you bringing the expertise that you're saying you're bringing um so that is important too right like you don't be touting that you you know uh you know you can talk about mental health but you don't actually take care of yourself mentally like it's something like that um but yeah I do think that starting with you know, the groundwork of social media, building your community there, building your network there, and then, and, and then branching out from that point on. I couldn't agree more. Last question I have is more of a, a personal curiosity question. I get these email or these DMs all the time from quote unquote PR companies that mm-hmm. are like, 
we have this opening for Yahoo Finance top 10 uh, like business coaches or life coaches to look for, uh, DM us for this spot. And then you find out that it's like $1,000 or like a $1,500, whatever amount of cost. I'd be curious from someone in the industry, what are your thoughts and stance on the pay to play PR essentially? Yeah, it's, um, it's tough because I have worked in the earned side. Therefore we're not, I mean, we have, I've seen some pay to play stuff. Um, I just don't necessarily align with it Mm. as well. Um, so with the people DMing you, I think there are other ways, other routes you can take to get into roundups like that, to get into, um, you know, outlets where you're being quoted. Um, yeah, I just, that wouldn't be the, the, the path I would suggest. <laughs> there you go. There you yeah. go. I want to actually share a, a resource that I found super helpful. I just didn't have the time to do it, but for anyone that's looking to get into getting into more articles and press in that sense, do you ever hear of help a reporter out? Harrow.com. Have you guys used that at all or all with that? All the time. Yeah. I would highly recommend signing up for that. Um, So basically just to like break it down, um, reporters will, I like to call it like a Craigslist of sorts, like reporters will put in like what story they're working on and um, if they need an expert to comment or if they're looking for brands to participate. Um, And so you can see it listed out by, um, genres. So like, say you're looking for like lifestyle, fitness style topics, like it'll be sectioned off into that. And then from there, you can um, click on the link, you can see what story the reporter is working on, what they're looking for. It's pretty detailed out. Um, And then yeah, that's something that like, if you had that pitch already, like ready to go of like, hey, this is me as an expert pitch, you could just quickly send that off. Maybe you'd have to adjust like a sentence here or there, but yeah, I think that's a wonderful way to one connect with the media and two um, potentially get quoted in in some outlets. A good spot, yeah. yeah. That's um, that's about to say. I just remembered that it's been a while since I've used it. If I remember correctly, you can check like you can uh, subscribe to a certain frequency, and they'll send that round up to your email. Um, yeah, I think once or twice or three times a day, even. I think it comes in three times a day. Um, but yeah, I think you're right. You can um, choose which, you know, which variety you'd like and um, which topics you'd like as well. Yeah, it's a great tool. From uh, someone that focuses on helping people focus better and get more productivity, I'm going to say don't pick the three times a day. You don't <laughs> you don't need PR that bad that you need to be <laughs> taking an interruption from your work to check that three times. Yeah, or if you do sign up for it, like have it siphoned off into a specific folder, right? And then check that one once a day or something like that. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. Shay, thank you so much. I appreciate you you joining me here and and sharing your wealth of knowledge. Where can those listening in connect with you more, uh, learn more from you and just go from there? Yeah. Um, LinkedIn, a hundred percent. Um, Shay Gordon. Um, you can, uh, find my agency. We are LaRue PR. That's L A R U E P R. Um, and yeah, on Twitter, I believe my name is Shay Taylor PR. 
Amazing. Amazing. We'll have that all linked in the show notes. Um, It's so great to see you. Thank you. Wonderful to see you. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate you taking the time to listen. I want to introduce a gentleman's agreement if you've made it this far. I'm committed to sharing top-notch value with you each week. All I ask in return is that if you've been listening to the show for a while, or this is your first time here even, take a minute to subscribe wherever it is that you're listening into, and share this episode or your favorite episode with a friend. Subscribers and shares actually go a long way in helping me and the show continue to grow and get enough traction to justify bringing on bigger guests and bigger value to you, the listener. With over 200 episodes into this thing, you know I'm going to hold up my end of this agreement here. So take that 30 seconds to subscribe wherever it is that you're listening to. I look forward to continuing to grow alongside with you here in 2023. And until next week, flow on, my friends.